Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Internet Church. We're so glad that you're here and that you took the time out of your schedule to convene with God and the body of Christ and the membership of Miracle Internet Church. The Lord has blessings for all of us, but we have to be willing to go through the process that he has ordained for us in order to receive. Sometimes the path may seem unusual. Sometimes it may be even a little scary because we're not in control. God is. But that's the whole point. We must learn how not to depend on ourselves, but rather to depend on God and his word. We have to trade in some of our self-sufficiency or God-dependency. And many of us are having difficulties because we still haven't emptied enough of our self-sufficiency to receive more God-dependency. You see, we must decrease that God might increase in us. So I want to encourage you to keep emptying so that when you reach the level of emptying that pleases the Lord, he will begin to fill you with himself once again. Amen? Praise the Lord. We want to thank the Lord for this evening. It's raining here. I hope that you are enjoying the weather wherever you are. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and I'm certain uh, that Brother Bill and Brother Marshall are here with us, and all of you. But most importantly, the Lord is here. The Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so we presume that you have brought a very sanctified and worshipful attitude to this church service. Amen? We want to invite you to join us in our chat room. And our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Please do click that link. And when the page changes, click Guest. When it changes again, send one of your names that are on your birth certificate. And a greeting for the saints. And the saints will reply to you. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. 
It's so wonderful to hear from you, to know that you're a part, to know that you're working in this vineyard of the Lord with us. Amen? Because we could not do it without you. If you have a cell phone, we encourage you to use your browser to find Miracle Internet Church. When the page comes up, across the banner, you'll see three white lines against a black background. Click the three white lines, and it will open the rest of the links up to you, and you may greet the saints as well. Amen? Praise the Lord. We want to thank the Lord that uh, given us uh, a go-ahead for tonight's service. I was a little concerned earlier because of the uh, thunderstorms with lightning that we're having in this area now. But the Lord's given the go-ahead, and all is well. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, how sweet it is to have the Lord leading us, guiding us, directing us, and making a way for us. Amen. Mm-hmm. No, it's wet sunshine. It's not just liquid. It's wet, too. Amen. So, uh, the Lord has a, a a different word for us tonight. It's a bit on the unique side. It's not a sermon you'll probably ever find browsing the Internet. But he wants us to hear it because he's talking to each person. This is a God talking to every person sermon. Amen? So we will embrace the word of the Lord tonight, and we will allow the Lord to encourage our hearts, and we will relax and enjoy the presence of the Lord. Amen? Amen. It's been quite a week. Several events have happened all over the world. And God is keeping us up to date. He wants us to continue to intercede on behalf of the people of this globe, that are on this globe. There are all kinds of people all over the world in all kinds of predicaments. And the Lord wants us to pray and to ask him to adjudicate to bring judgment, to intervene in the normal course of the affairs of mankind. It's very important in these dark days that we continue to do so because we need God in this uh, not-so-enlightened world that we live in. You know, uh, the last time we were together, posted uh, a, a request for adjudication concerning this Israeli person that believes that uh, artificial intelligence ought to rewrite the Bible to make it uh, congruent with whatever uh, they've programmed into artificial intelligence. Surely this person does not realize that they have brought tremendous curses into their own life by pursuing such an objective. Certainly they don't realize that their name has been blotted out of the book of life, if it was ever written. So we have all kinds of opportunities in our lives and beyond those that we have ever met to pray, to intercede, to believe, to stand in faith. 
You know, recently we prayed about a church community that decided that artificial intelligence was going to do the sermon. And when I discussed it with the Lord, the Lord was not at all pleased. I'll say it that way. He was not at all pleased. So uh, those persons continued to walk in darkness. They thought it was fine to do. However, they brought judgment upon themselves through their own foolishness and their own rebellion and doing it their own way and their own stubbornness and pride and uh, ignorance of the will and the word of God. That's, that's very dangerous. But you see, they've, they've, made, they've switched God, if they ever had the real one, and they've made technology their God. And you will see more and more Groups and people and institutions making technology their God. Well, that God won't let them into heaven because that God doesn't have one. So that means they, they don't have an alternative. They've already chosen their path. And it leads to some place they're not going to be pleased with in the end. You know... Our life is a precious gift given to us by God, and it is very imperative, it's extremely important, highly serious, that we make the right choices at every turn. And that's why I so adamantly encourage you to walk in every day Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. You see, somewhere along the road in these persons' lives, they walked right past opportunities to turn to Jesus. And they have decided in their own foolishness that they believe to be wisdom, that they know more than God, they know better than God, and they can do whatever they want to do. So I'm here to encourage you to stay on the path of righteousness. It may be difficult at times, but it's the only way to win. It's the only way to win. At the end of this life, who wants to go through everything that you've gone through and then you miss heaven? Your name is blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. Who wants that? Who wants that? So no matter how difficult, or how challenging following Jesus may be, no matter how much self-denial is in the process, whatever it brings, it brings a better end. It brings the best end. You know, there's this phrase in the Bible where Paul writes and says, Demas has forsaken me for this present world cannot afford to be caught up in worldliness and worldly belief systems and worldly activity. We don't know what hour the Lord will return. None of us do. Even the Lord Jesus doesn't. That information is solely with the Father. So it would behoove all of us to keep on holding up the blood-stained banner of Jesus Christ. 
I recently had the opportunity to visit my physician, and uh, the checking in procedure was completely different from what I had anything I had ever experienced. And I do thank the Lord for this lady that was sitting at the desk that helped me through it, because had she not, I probably would have left. But through all that we had to go through, we finally got to one page on the screen where they wanted to know my gender identity. And I went, what? And so she said, hand that back to me. And so I handed the tablet back to her. And she did whatever she needed to do to get me onto the next page quickly. They have these plans that they make for you. Yes, they do. The whole medical community has lost its ethical background. You will find individuals who still maintain ethics, but as a whole, they've pretty much thrown it out the window. It's a dangerous place to be. It's a dangerous place to be. They don't ask you if you want an EKG. They just give you one. Well, after the, the, the nurse assistant left, the Lord said to me, I don't want you to just get up and leave. I talked back and forth with the Lord for a while, and I just sat there, and my doctor came in, and we talked about it. They do anything they want to do. You don't have any control when you go in the hospital over who or what is your nurse, whether they are uh, LGBTQIA or LGBTQIA+. They just throw you with anybody. Whatever cis is, whatever trans is, anybody. They do whatever their program is. You have very little voice in what happens to you. And if you don't have someone there to speak up for you, they'll just run right over you and do their own program. That's that's what they're doing. So when I left, I had to go by the desk and tell the lady, okay, take this part off. I disagree. I'm not going to do this. And my doctor took me through a whole list. Would I allow them to inject me? I said, absolutely not. I've already had my last injection for my entire life. There'll never be another one. Amen? You have to make your wishes known, or they'll determine what your wishes ought to be according to their standards and their objectives. They will determine. So I'm going to tell you now, you need to get ready to be very proactive and very verbal about what your parameters are. I'm telling you, don't stand there and be passive thinking you're being polite. No, that's not what you're being. You're opening the door for them to take advantage of you. So get ready to open your mouth and get ready to say what you really want and do not want. And you're going to need to stand your ground. Amen? Please understand that. 
The world has changed. It's not the place you grew up with. This is a different creature. We live in the wild, wild west and worse. So don't think you can just slide on in there and go see Dr. So-and-so and get your little prescription and get on back out the door. No, it's not like that now. Now they take charge of your life, and they're going to tell you what you can do and what you can't do and what they're going to do. There you have it. That's the news for today. Praise the Lord. So, saints, I'm certain that uh, that you will figure out what to do. I'm certain at some point you will finally come out of your passivity. I'm certain that at some point you're going to finally have to be vocal and emphatic about it at that. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you that you give courage to your people. That's right. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. Amen? So, They say that if you're warned in advance, you're armed in advance. Make sure you got your armor on. Make sure you've got your armor on because they will challenge you, and they'll try to uh, tell you that their expertise is more important than what you want and you believe. But it isn't. Amen. It isn't. So, Father, you are in charge of the parenthood ministry. Thank you. You tell us to train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Parenting is a ministry that is ordained of God. Parenting is a ministry that is ordained of God. I'll say it again. Parenting is a ministry which is ordained of God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We cover every member of Miracle Internet Church with your precious blood, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We treasure our children as being a heritage and a reward from you. As arrows are in the hands of a mighty man, so are our children to us. Thank you for blessing us with our children and for the joy that they bring to us. We gladly commit ourselves, Lord, to the important responsibility of training our children in the way that they should go. We know that if we will do this faithfully, our children will not depart from our training and your guidance when they are older and think that they know everything. Heavenly Father, thank you for being the perfect example of fatherhood. Now, for everyone who says, I don't know how to be a father, my father wasn't there, or he was not effectual, well, you have an example of fatherhood, 
in the scriptures, living in you, how could you go wrong? And thank you for your word which guides us as a parent at all times. Teach us how to be the best possible parent that we can be, making sure that our children exhibit self-control, respect, and dignity, God dignity, at all times. With your help, Father, we will be able to lead them without ever provoking them. Help us to be fair with our children and to understand them, even as you understand us. Give us your wisdom at all times, Father, so that we will be the kind of parents that you desire for us to be. As a parent, Lord, we trust you with all our heart. We will avoid leaning to our own understanding. We will avoid leaning to our own understanding. All our ways, we acknowledge you, and we know that you are directing and will direct our path. Thank you, Father, for your support, your encouragement, your strength, your power, your boldness, your compassion, and your love flowing through us to our children at all times, regardless of their age. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for his goodness, for his mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Yes, his mercy endureth forever. Father, help us to understand that though we love our children, we are not to make idols of them. We are never to put them before you or before your word. And if we have ever done so, Lord, we ask you to forgive us and to bring correction in our lives so that we understand that our children are not here to meet our emotional needs. That's what you do. Our children are not here to meet our emotional needs. That's what you do. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And keep us from worshiping them. You know, Lord, when a child does what they're supposed to do, that's standard. That's par for the course, as we call it. It does not require any special recognition or gift because the Bible says when we do what we know to be right, that's our reasonable service. That's what the Bible says. It doesn't require a reward because we owe you obedience. We owe you honor. We owe you reverence. So, Lord, help us to understand that a child needs to stay in a child's place. Give us the wisdom that we did not garner 
as we were growing up. Teach us the methods that you prefer for us to use to correct our children. We want to thank you that although the world may not agree, the world didn't give us this child, and the world can't keep this child here. We want to thank you, Lord, for all of us that are support systems, that are grandparents and godparents and aunts and uncles and cousins and so forth, Lord. Use us as you see fit. Thank you, Lord. Many of the young people in our families, Lord, don't know you. They don't know your word. And so they they pull in their values from the world system instead of from the kingdom of God. We ask you, Lord, to bring them to the point of humility and surrender. Humility and surrender. They think, some of them, that there is no such thing as correction, and they can do whatever they want whenever they get ready, however they see fit. But that's not the way the world was designed. And that's not the way the kingdom of God is run. Just this past Sunday, Lord, a young woman was driving one of these small little cars. And there was a lane that's supposed to merge into the primary lane. But she decided to use it as an opportunity to cut in between two vehicles that were moving and almost caused a serious accident. I stopped my car, I got out of my door, and I pointed my finger at her. And I shook my finger at her and told her if she continued, I would call the police. And I got back in my car. And she decided she wanted to take a picture of me. I hope so. And I hope she saw that angel that was standing right there with me. Because as soon as I got around the corner and I got her tag number, I stopped and called the police on her, and I reported her. Lord, they're wild. They're foolish. They're undisciplined. They're hard-headed. They're haughty. They're arrogant. They don't want anybody telling them what to do, especially not you. But, Lord, you know how to make a hard head soften. You know, they told us that a hard head led to a soft behind. But these think that there is no correction because they think they're grown. And so they don't have to receive correction from anyone. They don't have to receive rebuke from anyone. They're grown. They can say what they want and do what they want and so on and so forth. But, Father, I already know you have a remedy for that. And I thank you for bringing the remedy in the lives of many of these young people, Lord. Thank you that that did not end in a horrible accident. Thank you, Lord, that the angels stood in the gap. I give you praise in Jesus' name. (sighs) 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we lift up to you the members of Miracle Internet Church. You are our shepherd and we shall not want. You supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. And we are assured that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We cast all of our cares upon you, Lord, because we know that you care for us. Yes, Lord, we are trusting in you with all of our hearts. We're not depending on our own thoughts but we are coming to you so that you can direct our path. We're not going to walk around with a head that's so hard and a neck that's so stiff that you cannot direct us. No, we fear you, Lord, and we choose to depart from evil. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man, his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, and orders. And we cancel all demonic assignment and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name, and we bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their wicked powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and the workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of God, the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporting, listening, watching, surveilling, peeping, whispering, familiar, electronic, digital, and technology demons and their attacks. All Leviathan spirits and their attacks. All brainwashing and kundalini spirits and their attacks, water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust attacks, all sorcery devils and their attacks, all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, Techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We bind forced feedback, cyber-stalking, cyber-sex, cyber-sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits, which manipulate modern technology, 
pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over prolonged COVID in the name of Jesus Christ and all of the additional side effects in Jesus' name. We bind those devils in the name of Jesus Christ. We return them to the sender in Jesus' name. We reject them in the name of Jesus. We reject them in the name of Jesus. All the tiredness we bind in the name of Jesus Christ. All the ringing in the ears we bind in the name of Jesus Christ. All the a malfunctions in vision we bind in the name of Jesus Christ. And all the other myriad of side effects. Heart palpitations we bind in the name of Jesus Christ. Vertigo. Losing our balance we bind in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over the enemy and his works in Jesus' name. We bind confusion. And seeming rukadata, a disconnection in our thought life. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ and we return it all to the senders in Jesus' holy name. We bind what appears to be confusion and distraction in our thoughts in Jesus' name. We pull it down from its high place, we chain it with eternal chains under darkness. And we send it right back where it came from in the name of Jesus. You're just a demon. That's all you are, just a nasty demon. And we give you the judgment of the Lord Jesus Christ against you in Jesus' name. The mood changes. Constant irritation and aggravation and frustration. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We send you right back where you came from. Kill us so you're going to torment us. Well, you're wrong. We send all of your COVID torments right back in the name of Jesus Christ. Muscle weakness. We bind you in Jesus' name. Disorientation, we bind you in the name of Jesus. We send you right back in the name of Jesus. We return you to where you came from according to the covenant in Jesus' name. All the depression and the oppression. Feeling like we're as they call it, out of our orbit. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. That's just you, devil, trying to torment us. No, we give it back to you. It's yours anyway, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bind all seducing and womanizing and drone spirits, the Havana syndrome and brain changes and injuries, and all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons all whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger and their attacks, all targeted radio frequency, all pulse weapons and their attacks, all microwave attacks and debilitating sonic frequency attacks, all hypnotic trance devils and their attacks, 
all mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all 5G and their components in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Islander, global cabal groups, all covens of witches, warlocks, and wizards are bound in Jesus' name. All works of all shamans are bound in the name of Jesus Christ. All Kabbalah witchcraft, all Jewish witchcraft, all Spanish witchcraft is bound in the name of Jesus Christ. And is sent back to the purveyors thereof in the name of Jesus. Every order of magic, witchcraft, and occultism that is practiced on this globe, we bind it all right now in the name of Jesus. And we send it back from wherever it commenced in Jesus' name. We bind the work of every druid. We bind the work of the magicians in Jesus' name. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption. We bind all Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic worldwide, and we bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind all impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over all hormonal imbalances in our bodies in Jesus' name. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ, and we return them to sender in Jesus' name. We bind all precursors to cancer, any form of cancer, in Jesus' name, and we send it back where it came from in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all lymphomas in the name of Jesus Christ, and we return them from whence they came in Jesus' mighty name. We bind weight gain by witchcraft. All weight gain that came through COVID by intermittent imprisonment in our own home. In the name of Jesus. So we send it back. We send it back. We send it back in the name of Jesus Christ. All of the tactics, all the stratagem, all the devices, all the timings, all the maneuvers, all the devices, plans, and orders, and satanic agendas of the COVID, we send it all back. All of it. Every bit of it. And all of its fruit in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedications, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon and all the high days. We bind all the high days and all the works that are done on them. All the sacrifices that are done on the high days, we bind in the name of Jesus. 
On every solstice, we bind the works of witchcraft in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, spirits of supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. In Jesus' name, we break. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus. And with the sword of the spirit, the wedded sword of the Lord, we cut ourselves free from COVID, and every and all bodily reactions to its interference in the normal course of our lives in Jesus' name. We cut ourselves free and we loose ourselves from it in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all reinfections of COVID in Jesus' name. We bind all reinfections of COVID in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind it and we send it back where it came from in the name of Jesus. We send it back. We bind weakened immune systems in the name of Jesus Christ, and we send them right back where they came from in the name of Jesus. Any attacks that we're having in our bodies from witchcraft, We undo that work now in the name of Jesus Christ, and we send it back where it came from, in the name of Jesus Christ. Our body fluids and our blood cannot be used for satanic purposes in the name of Jesus. We bind every offending agent in Jesus' holy name. We return to sender. According to the covenant, all and every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. Father, any new witch or warlock or wizard or unrighteous person moving into our neighborhoods. You know, Lord, we took a stand in the spirit that witches, warlocks, wizards, and such cannot live next door to us. They can't live on top of us, and they can't live underneath us in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over those spaces. Ruka de Rishalada, your son that I break. Ruka de Rishalada, your son that I break. Ruka de Rishalada, your son that I break. 
So we thank you, Father, for any such persons being immediately apprehended by your powers in Jesus' name. And being forced out. They cannot remain. They cannot stay. We take the territory and the ground from them now in the name of Jesus. We break the power of their stay and their habitation. We bind their habitation in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind their habitation. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bind their habitation, we chain it with eternal chains under darkness, and we send it into the spiritual cage in Jesus' name. We call for the judgment of the righteous judge on their habitation. In the name of Jesus. Lord, the Bible says that they tore down the houses of the Sodomites. They destroyed and tore down the houses of the Sodomites. Surely, if they tore down the houses of the Sodomites, that unrighteous, ungodly, witchcraft, occult, Kabbalah people cannot live next door, on top of, and underneath your children. We forbid it in the name of Jesus Christ. We make this declaration from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. They must go in Jesus' name. They must go in Jesus' name. They must go in Jesus' name. The troublemakers cannot live next to us, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, our homes are supposed to be a place of peace and rest, a place of enjoyment. You gave us that in this life, a place of leisure, a place of privacy and security. So we thank you for what you have blessed us with, and we thank you for removing the evil ones in Jesus' name. We thank you for the removal of the evil ones in Jesus' holy name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. 
No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights. Returning to sender all witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website in Jesus' name. We return all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, juju, hexes, and vexes. Curses in Jesus' name. Rakaka, all curses sent to us. They are returned now in the name of Jesus Christ. We return all Nigerian and tribal witchcraft, all Chaldean witchcraft, all Spanish witchcraft, and any witchcraft that exists that we have not mentioned in Jesus' name. We are breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink which are displeasing to the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Binding all superficial religious acts in Jesus' holy name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient art, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset, make-believe fantasy, fables, enchantments, la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressor, the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Jezebelic and Ahab practices and spirits, lewdness, perversion, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ forevermore. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings. We strip him of all of his armor. We put out his fire. We cut off his his appendages. We break the swing of that tail. We break the death roll in the name of Jesus Christ. We put out his fire in Jesus' holy name. And we bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idol mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, faithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind all quitting. In Jesus' name, we bind all quitting in Jesus' name. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, <coughs> excuse me, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Atlas, Mammon, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, and all false deities. We bind Baphomet and his 72 in the name of Jesus Christ. And we chain them all with eternal chains under darkness and send them into the spiritual cave and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We take authority, dominion, and power over all insect bites in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the poisons that come with it, and we return it to sender in the name of Jesus Christ. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, 
triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, Lord. The powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, pledge, initiation, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, masonry, and the works of all the associated organizations in the name of Jesus. We bind their powers and their influence in the world in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind their powers and their influence in the world in the name of Jesus Christ. We shrink their influence in Jesus' name. We shrink their influence in the name of Jesus Christ. We command it to grow smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind their influences in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled, and we return and lose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head. According to the scriptures, we bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask, we bind the rituals of every secret society in the name of Jesus. We ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we have come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. We bind every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us in the name of Jesus. We command you to leave us now in the name of Jesus. We command you to leave us now and go to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We pray, Father, for the peace of Jerusalem and for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are persecuted and were left behind in Afghanistan or any other place. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Amen. We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus and our mode of transportation, whatever that may be, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we take authority, dominion, and power over all interference on the road in Jesus' name, 
all reckless driving in the name of Jesus Christ, all distracted driving in the name of Jesus Christ, all delays and hindrances to safe travel in Jesus' name. We bind the demons of the road and we forbid them to come near us. So we thank you, Father, that your angels have gone ahead before us to protect us. We give you praise. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over all accidents, accidents, calamities, collisions, uh, traffic hazards that occur, especially at the holidays, in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over every intersection that a Christian goes through in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We ask you for to reduce the speed of those that are driving recklessly in Jesus' name. We bind their lawlessness, their recklessness, their rebellion, and their pride in Jesus' name. We ask, Father, that you uh, dispatch law enforcement uh, as strategic places to apprehend reckless drivers in Jesus' name. Those who dart in and out of traffic, dart across um, a multiple rows of, of traffic on the interstate and on major highways, causing traffic problems and possible accidents in the name of Jesus. Those who drive so haphazardly, the death of innocent persons in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We take authority, dominion, and power over the inordinate use of alcohol while operating machinery or uh, motor vehicles of any kind in the name of Jesus. We bind those spirits. We bind Bacchus in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the inordinate use of any chemical substance in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you see to it that your will is enforced in the name of Jesus Christ. We plead the blood of Jesus and cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus and our property, and we take authority over all the demons of the day and night, bad dreams, night dreams, nightmares, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams and trying to infiltrate our spiritual barrier. We are clothed in the armor of God. And we resist the devil. We resist his wiles in Jesus' name. We bind his wiles up in the name of Jesus. We command them to stay away. We thank you for your angels protecting us. And we thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst, linking shields in Jesus' name, the praising angels above us in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, there have been groups that have gone about opening according to the instructions that they receive from the demonic realm, opening portals, portals to let demons into our world. Hey, shot, Father, that you 
close and seal those portals in the name of Jesus Christ. That you close and seal those portals, Father, and that you punish any demons that came through those portals, opened by those foolish humans in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. We take authority, dominion, and power over every demon that attempts to lure a Christian through a portal in Jesus' name. We bind you in Jesus' holy name. We break your grip and hold in their lives. We bind your seduction and enticements in the name of Jesus. We bind your seduction and enticements in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind your temptations in the name of Jesus Christ. And we put them back upon you in Jesus' holy name. This stone will fall upon you and crush you in the name of Jesus. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo pins, witchcraft, curses, anything sent to us from the demonic whim. We pull down and destroy silver cords, ley lines, ungodly soul ties, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all of the forms of agreement with the demonic realm in Jesus' name. We destroy and tear down walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, diviners, and such in Jesus' name. We break the power of all charms. Love spell, vexes, hexes, curses, charms, fetishes, psychic prayers and thoughts, witchcraft, mind control, brain frequency, meditations, potions, jinxes, bewitchments, death, voodoo, magic, sorcery, sickness, pain, and torment, all psychic warfare, psychic power, incense and candle burnings, chantings, incantations, ungodly blessings, hoodoo, crystal root work, and tribal rituals and sin and everything being sent to us. From the demonic realm, we send it all back. Every attack must go back. Every attack must go back in the name of Jesus, including spirits of hatred, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery. In Jesus' holy name, every ungodly influence is returned to sender. In the name of Jesus Christ, we destroy your powers in the name of Jesus. We paralyze you. We bind you. We break your grip and hold in the name of Jesus Christ. We send spirits of blindness, bondage, heaviness, fear, and hate back to where they came from in the name of Jesus Christ. And any yoke that has been placed upon us from the demonic realm, we bind it, we break it, and we crush it to powder in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise, Lord. And we lose the name of Jesus upon the members of Miracle Internet Church, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 76, and our verse for meditation comes from the book of Psalms as well, Psalm 84, verse 8. 
Psalm 84, verse 8. Our, our featured e-book is Holy Spirit and Prayer Warrior. Holy Spirit and Prayer Warriors Bible Study. Amen. And tonight we're going to talk about God's calling. God's calling. God's calling. Amen. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 4, it reads, And when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, speaking of Moses, God called unto him. God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. Here am I. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 12. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 12. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 12. Unto me, O Jacob and Israel, my call, I am he, I am the first, I also am the last. Saints, a calling from God can be an invitation. There are many that have been called, but very few have been chosen. Amen? It is not a calling which should be easily scorned or rejected. It should be taken quite seriously. It comes from God. However, there are times when the calling of God is a compelling demand. A compelling demand. A divine summons to fill a God-ordained office, a divine summons, a compelling demand to fill a God-ordained office. So a person who is called of God is either invited or one who is appointed. Invited or appointed. God calls both ways and in various ways. In the Old Testament, God called Israel with a national calling, a national calling. He called an entire nation of people to a certain lifestyle, a certain practice of faith, a certain order and ranking. They were given laws and statutes and judgments to work with. He gave them an order of leadership. An entire nation he called to himself for his divine purpose to be fulfilled. In Romans, Chapter 11, Romans chapter 11, beginning with verse 25, Romans chapter 11, verse 25, I would not, brethren, for I would not, brethren, 
that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, you know, full of your own bright ideas that are not God. And you think that's it. Well, it's not. That blindness, in part, is happened to Israel until, until, the fullness of the Gentiles become in. That blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. And so all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them, when I shall take away their sins. As concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sake. For the gift and calling of God are without repentance. Amen. God has called the world to salvation with a universal call, a universal call. It's an invitation. Whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely, and any can respond. People have the opportunity to respond at any age. Revelation chapter 22, verse 17. Revelation chapter 22, verse 17. Revelation chapter 22, verse 17. Amen. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely, freely. God is very generous. Very, very gentle. Matthew chapter 9, verse 13. Matthew chapter 9, verse 13. Matthew chapter 9, verse 13. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, Jesus said, but sinners to repentance. I'm not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Aren't we glad? Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 5, verse 32. Luke chapter 5, verse 32. Luke, the Gospel of Luke, 
chapter 5, verse 32. Jesus speaking. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Sinners to repentance. Sinners should be seeking repentance. Amen? Amen. Psalm 50. Psalm 50, verse 1. Psalm 50, 50, verse 1. Psalm 50, verse 1. The mighty God, even the Lord, has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. God called the whole earth. It should be noted that there is also an individual call of ordination sent out to certain persons to whom God chooses of his own good pleasure to profoundly reveal himself. Yes, there is also an individual call of ordination sent out to certain persons to whom God chooses. You can't choose it yourself. Your mother can't choose it. Your uncle can't choose it. Your grandmother can't choose it. It's God's choosing. It belongs to him. It's God's property. But I want to be, no, it's God's choosing. It's not born of flesh, nor of the will of man. It's born of the will of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. And it is of his own good pleasure. His own good pleasure. Regardless of the methods, those who yield in this dispensation, in this period of time, become a part of the church, the body of Christ. Though this company is a great multitude, God is extremely personal with each one who is included. Yes, the body of Christ is a vast multitude of believers. But God is very personal with each one. That's right. The Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 30, Jesus is talking to us here. He's trying to explain to us how personal the relationship is to be. John chapter 10, verse 30. Jesus says, I and my Father are one. I and my Father are one. 
That's very close. Amen. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1, in Isaiah 3, verse 1, the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 1, but now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. You know, there's a scripture in Leviticus that you should have become familiar with. Amen? That you should have become familiar with. And in that scripture, it clearly says, And ye shall be holy unto me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and have severed you from other people, and have severed you, severed, severed, severed you from other people, that you should be mine. But, saints, we have to take this severance seriously. We have to take this severance seriously. Yes, we must. We must honor the work that God has done. Some of us are uncomfortable with that. But it's it's necessary for you to continue on with the Lord that you come into compliance and submission to what he has done. Amen? Amen. It is as if God is saying, listen to me, my people. I chose you from the start and called you from the foundation of the world. We've talked about that before. I am the author and finisher of your faith. I am the first, and I also am the last. I have power to watch over you and to keep you to the very end. I have a goal for you, and I intend, by my grace, to carry you all the way there. all the way there, to carry you all the way there. Therefore, saints, we should live our lives in the utmost confidence because we know King of creation is involved in the smallest details of our lives. Yes, he's involved in the smallest details of our lives. This is why I keep encouraging you not to ignore the Lord nor to take him for granted. He's intimately involved with every aspect of your life. 
Don't push him away because his involvement seems strange or unusual to you. You are his. You are his. He has severed you from others that you might be his. Take it seriously, very seriously. Amen? And God has planted a threefold God purpose in the good ground of our regenerated, yielded, and believing heart. Yes, God has planted a threefold God purpose in the good ground of our regenerated, yielded, and believing heart. Firstly, there's an individual purpose. The specific work or gift which God has ordained each believer to fulfill here in the realm of time, within our lifetime. There are specific works and gifts that God has ordained each believer to fulfill while they're alive here on the planet. Well, how am I supposed to know what that is? Well, if you live close to the Lord, if you obey him consistently, if you remain connected to him, if you follow him, if you allow him to be the Lord of your life, he will lead you right into it. He causes us to walk in paths of righteousness for his namesake. If you follow him as you ought to, as we've been teaching you and training you to do, he will walk you into it. You don't have to sit there going, oh, what am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? Oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Well, if you walk closely enough with the Lord, he'll walk you into it. Whatever the many it's are. Because most of us have multiple gifts and purposes to fulfill. If you're walking with the Lord the way you ought to be, he will walk you into it. Amen? Praise the Lord. Secondly, there's a common purpose. This is the common goal that all believers have inherited of advancing the kingdom of God, of reaching the law, and being presently conformed to the nature of Christ. That's right. Secondly, there's a common purpose. This is the common goal for all believers. And all believers have inherited this common purpose. It is the purpose of advancing the kingdom of God, of reaching the law, and being presently conformed to the nature of Christ. That's a lot of responsibility. And we're called. We have a duty to answer that responsibility. 
Amen? Thirdly, there is an eternal purpose. It is our destiny of being glorified and fully changed into the image of Jesus and reigning with him as kings and priests in the kingdom of God to come. Yes, there's an eternal purpose. It is our destiny of being glorified and fully changed into the image of Jesus and reigning with him as kings and priests in the kingdom of God to come. The Most High God is an expert. Hear me clearly. The Most High God is an expert at making all the events of life, negative and positive as we view them, serve as stepping stones leading us to these God-ordained goals. That's right. The Most High God is an expert at making all the events regardless of how we perceive them, serve as stepping stones leading us to these God-ordained goals. God is more than generous in supplying more than enough grace to get us all the way there, to get us all the way there. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 28. Romans chapter 8 beginning with verse 28. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 28. For we know that all things work together. All things work together. All things. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, and we've talked about this at great length, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Really? Yes. Because God is God, he has all knowledge. That's right, he has all knowledge. He knew in advance before he began making the earth who those that would be his, those that would choose him and his son, the Lord Jesus. He already knew. He already knew. Amen. He already knew. And the father who knows all hearts knows, of course, 
who knows the heart knows what the spirit is saying as he pleads for us in harmony with God's own will. We know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and are fitting into his plan. You know, we're world famous for trying to draw up our own plans, and then we want God to bless our plan. No. We need to surrender our plan, and we've talked about this. We need to surrender our plan and submit to God and line up with his plans for us. Amen? Amen. That's what should happen. And he called us to come to him. And when we came, he declared us not guilty. He declared us not guilty. He declared us to be not guilty when we came to him. So since God has declared us to be not guilty, where are all these guilty feelings that you write me about coming from? Coming from God for sure. Amen. They're not coming from God. Then he also glorified. He glorified those. So he's already appointed to us the glory that is due us. I know people go around trying to bring attention to themselves, trying to get glory one way or another. But what is that compared to the glory that comes from God? What is that? Amen? Even though this final stage of glorification in God's plan is yet to happen because we're being firmly grounded in God's eternal purpose. It is spoken in the past tense as though it has already happened. God's already made the provision. It's there for us to receive. You see, I keep saying that we have a life after this life. And it's a glorious life. We shouldn't limit all of our to this life alone. Because we'd be cutting ourselves short. Amen? God has made us rich, saints. We have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We are rich. We have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb of God. Amen. As far as God is concerned, the outcome of those whom God has called is sealed and sure. We ought to be in agreement with God. We ought to be. In Revelation chapter 21, We've read verse 6. John saw the vision of a new Jerusalem descending out of heaven. In the book of Revelation, it tells you about this. John, 
the beloved, the disciple of God, while on the Isle of Patmos, saw a vision of a new Jerusalem descending out of heaven. And he heard a voice proclaiming, it is done. It's done. Amen. It is done. Wow. Before you were ever born, before you were ever done, born, God had already summed up his work. He'd already gotten it all put together. Amen. Revelation 21. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. It is done. God's taking care of everything. So there is no legitimate reason for us to worry or to fret. Amen. God has taken care of this, you see. Amen. He's taken care of this. So we must come to realize and to understand that God's plans concerning the resurrection of the dead the translation of the living believers, those that are living here on the earth when he calls us home. And the coming kingdom are irreversible, unchangeable, and unstoppable. We must come to understand that God's plans concerning the resurrection of the dead, the translation of the living believers, and the coming kingdom are irreversible, unchangeable, and unstoppable. We'll be caught up in the air. Yes, we will be. And we'll be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. We will be changed. Amen? We are daily being conformed to the image of his son. We are daily being conformed and molded into the image of his son. In Romans chapter 8, verse 29, Romans chapter 8, verse 29, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Daily, we're being conformed. So when I say to you that you're not the same person that you were at the beginning of the year, you shed, as it would be, some old skin from the old life, and there's new growth bursting forth every day. Why? Because we're being conformed to the image of his son. It's an ongoing process. 
We are being molded like clay and refined like gold. Molded like clay and refined like gold. Gold goes into some hot fire. So, for all of you who have a tizzy, every time something doesn't just go smoothly, you need to correct yourself. You need to correct yourself. Every time there's a hump or a bump in the road, your mood and your attitude changes because you wallow in your flesh. But that's not what the believer is supposed to do. Oh, this big old mess. No, chances are you probably might have had something to do with it. Amen? So, Whenever these humps and bumps and challenges come in the road of life, adjust. Not in the flesh, in the spirit. Adjust. Come out of your usual old response and reaction of getting an attitude or getting in the flesh and whining and complaining and moaning and groaning and murmuring and complaining and whining and groaning. You know the usual. Drop that. Mature. Mature. Act like Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. We will finally be presented holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. We're going to make it if we stick with him. Amen. Glorified forevermore. Let's go to the book of Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, verse 21. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 21, Colossians, chapter 1, verse 21. Amen. And you that were sometime alienated and enemy in your mind by wicked work, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. In his sight. Somebody needs to highlight that in his sight. Because he is the righteous judge, not us. Amen. Saints, this is the hope of the gospel. It is a commonwealth inheritance shared by every saint because there is one body and one spirit even as we are called in one hope of our calling. 
Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. There is one body of believers and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. We're all united in this. We're not so-and-so living in the U.K. and so-and-so living in Australia and so-and-so living in Canada and so-and-so living in the U.S. and so-and-so living in the Caribbean and so on and so forth. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And when we come together, the Holy Spirit unites us. He unites us as one body. We're not fragmented pieces. Here here one piece, there a piece, some in the north, some in the south, some in the east, some in the west. No, he, he brings us together. He brings us together as one. Amen. The Bible gives examples of persons who were specifically described as being called. Moses called by God to deliver Israel. That was in Exodus chapter 3, verse 4. Moses was called by God to deliver Israel. Samuel was called to be a prophet. That's in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 4. Barnabas and Saul were called to minister to the Gentiles. That's in the book of Acts, chapter 13, verse 2. Paul was called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God, Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. This unusual predetermination is explained in Romans chapter 9, verse 11. Romans chapter 9, verse 11. For the children, being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God, according to election, might stand. Not of works, but of him that calleth. Not because somebody did some good works and got and got in good with God. No, 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 no. But of him that that's doing the calling. Amen. Praise God. The takeaway point is that they were all called by God. Not of themselves, nor of their relatives. Mm-hmm. They were equipped. They were qualified to do what God has called them to do. Not one of them failed. For God always gave those whom he called 
more than enough grace to fulfill his will and to perform his purpose. Amen. Therefore, the purpose of God has stood. God's purpose will always stand strong throughout all the ages. God's purpose will always stand strong throughout all the ages. Amen. God's purpose will always stand strong. Yes, God's purpose. God's purpose. People make plans, but it's God's purpose. It's God's purpose that stands. And we need to remember that. Things are not going to necessarily always work out the way we think. We have this idea in our minds that this is how it ought to go. Well, God has his own plan, and that's how it's going to go. Amen? God has his own plan, and that's actually how it's supposed to go. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, you don't have to turn there, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. It was for God's purpose that Jesus came, that he might destroy the works of the devil. He didn't just show up because it was a good idea. Amen? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things of his own will. Really? That's exactly how he does it. He works it according to his purpose and after the counsel of his own will. Uh Uh-huh. I know you didn't know that, but I just wanted to point it out. According, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 11, according... To the eternal purpose which he in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. That's right. You say, really? Yes. Plans have already been made for you. Follow Jesus, follow the Holy Spirit, obey the Lord. And you will arise. Amen. That which God has called forth will not be thwarted. That which God has ordained will not be stopped. We should all seriously observe the words of Gamaliel, who was a Pharisee of the Sanhedrin. 
we should take pay serious attention to Acts chapter 5, beginning with verse 38. Acts chapter 5, beginning with verse 38. The book of Acts chapter 5, beginning with verse 38. And now I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. You know, this is a lesson that we really need to meditate on, each of us. There are some things God doesn't need us meddling in. We should hand them to God and let God handle them. Sometimes we actually need to butt out of God's business. Amen. Refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. It'll come to nothing. But, in verse 39, if it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it. If it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it. If it be of God, you cannot overthrow it. Lest haply ye be found even to fight against God. I'll leave you to meditate on those two verses. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. I'll leave you to meditate on those two verses. Amen? Amen. Hopefully we got that message. Amen. And I'm going to go to our call-in. Amen. So, area code 818, you're on the air live in Jesus' name. Hi. Um, I have so much going on. I, I just, uh, I, I guess I need God for like a lot of stuff. Some stuff I can't really, I don't know if I can really talk about it. But um, okay, I, I just so need you prayer. Should, so you should email pastor at gproom at outlook.com. Amen. Okay. Oh, I, okay. I, I'll do that. Um, yeah, for the stuff that it's more um, that I can't really explain too quickly. But I just have a lot going on. God's doing um, like interesting things, and I just want Him. To, I just want the prayer for all of it that God is doing everything His way and His will. And then I'm struggling a little bit. Like I'm still dealing with the weight and stuff. Um, I guess I, my weight is weighing me down. I'm, I mean, I'm down 80 two pounds. I still have a long way to go, but I, uh, that and the physical thing of the, the hernia. Yeah. I'm so praise the Lord. God is changing me, but I'm, I'm still not there yet. Like I still need more, you know, I need, um, and, and then, um, the, the hernia thing is so, because I guess I'm losing weight. It's becoming so pronounced. It's so big. I look like I'm nine months pregnant, but it's shift like it's to the side. So I, I look so deformed and it's, getting to me emotionally and um, wait a minute stop right there stop number one you are in a process just like when a woman becomes pregnant a process begins she starts to feel different her body starts to do things that it's never done before 
And sure enough, her body becomes deformed. She doesn't look the same in her clothes. Her feet swell up. Her face swells up. She can't wear makeup the way she once did. Maybe her hands swell up and she can't wear wedding rings anymore. You see, when you're in a process, it looks like you're under construction. If anybody has seen a construction site, it looks like chaos. It looks like mayhem. There is no point to getting upset about the process going forward. That's a waste of time and energy. What you should be doing is thanking and praising the Lord for the process continuing. It's going to go through to its completed end. Instead of being worried and anxious and fearful and fretting and overly concerned, you should hand all of that to the Lord. And as long as you've been going through the process, by now you should have done this already. You should have already handed all of your little ideas about how you look and what's going this way and what's going that way and what doesn't look the way you think it ought to look. You're in a process. Okay. Yeah, it's true. And I guess there's other things like I'm feeling like, you know, going back to school and the, the things are happening and different things. And I'm like, if I, and I want to walk again, you know, I you know, get out of this chair and walk and stuff. And I feel like I'm on the verge of so much. It's a process. 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 A little here, a little there. A little here, a little there. A little here, a little there. It's a process. I needed to hear that. <laughs> like, that's the word I needed to hear. It's a process. Yeah, that's exactly what I needed to hear. <laughs> I think, I, you know, because I do, I turn everything over to God. But everything yeah, I mean, in God yeah. is a process. Everything in God is a process. Everything in God is a process. It's a process. It's a process. It takes time. It takes time. A little here, a little there. A little here, a little there. It's a process. Got it. And being process is a waste of time. Being impatient with the process is a waste of time. We are to be growing in patience and forbearance and long-suffering. Use your time more effectively. Yeah. No, I guess I agree with that because I have other – I'll email you about that stuff. And, you know, and I guess it's it's so much. I I just need some prayers. I need a pastor pray for me specifically, so I'm really glad you answered Um, because with everything, too. I just – because God's doing things. I see the product, everything, you know, all the – doing the daily warfare and just, you know, listening to more of the Bible every day and just everything that God is – I see so much change and, you know, and just so much happening. I, I praise him for it. But it's true. I, I was letting the enemy, I guess I didn't surrender those thoughts right away. And that little fox is sneaking in, I guess, and, you know, making me worried that is, am I going to be, is this going to, you know, be okay? Is it, is it, you know, stuff like that. And I guess, yeah, I got stuck in there. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. We established that a long time ago that your body belongs to Jesus Christ. Is his personal property. Mm-hmm. Did we not discover yes. that long time ago? 
All right? That yeah, has not we, changed. To this day, it's the very same. Okay. Amen? Yeah, I, I, amen. Yes. Going on. I had a doctor visit today, too. I guess that, you know, it kind of made me. But thank God. I mean, things have improved in a lot of ways, even like I'm, I'm, I'm only one little point away from not even being pre-diabetic anymore. And I was one point away of becoming diabetic. So God is good. Yeah, a lot's happening. It's just, it, but it's, 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 but I still have a long journey to go. It's like long, <laughs> but I'm not 80, I was 82 pounds bigger. So I have to remember that. Okay, so you and it's need to learn. Like and you need to learn how to praise the Lord for progress. Okay. You need to learn how to praise the Lord for progress. How to get your yes, eyes too. off of where you're not yet, and yes, how to and thank the I, Lord I, continually I for the progress that has been made. You need right, to true. learn how to praise the Lord for progress. But you're not yes. the only one listening that needs to learn that. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. I beat myself up. I've always had a history of beating myself up, and, I, and I, I've and i been working trying not to do that. But you're right. I need to praise well, more and, okay. and stop myself. Okay, first of all, you don't have the right to beat you up for any reason at all. You don't have that privilege nor that right. God has already declared you not guilty. I just finished telling you that. So since he has already declared, once you came to him and made him the Lord of your life and your personal Savior, he justified you, he declared you not guilty, what do you think you're doing? Oh, making myself guilty. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, that walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. I need deliverance in that because I'll be honest. I, I do condemn myself a lot. I feel guilty still about things. I need deliverance, some more deliverance in that area. No, what you need is to discipline your own flesh. You need to get it back on the cross and let it hang there till it dies. Okay. You need to realize that you've been crucified with Christ. And you need to stop helping the devil out. You don't need a spirit called out of you. You need to deal with your own flesh. That's right. You need to deal with your own flesh, that self-hating part of you, that self-judging part of you. You need to put it back on the cross and make sure it never comes down. I I need this word. Yeah. This is like exactly what I need to hear. You need to try picking up a weapon against yourself. God never gave you that. God never gave you that so you don't have any business with a baseball bat beating yourself to death. 
God didn't give you that. He gave you eternal life. And I just need to receive, like, that love and that acceptance. That's where I struggle, I guess. Like, am I, I, yeah, that's where I, this is my struggle. Is, Let me say it this I'm, way. As you are, you are good enough for God. So you ought to be good enough for you. Wow. I appreciate this word. I needed it. We've been saying it the whole time. But you've got this this idea in your head that you allow to stay there. And until you pull it down and nail it to the cross for good, it's going to keep coming back to you. You are good enough for God just as you are. So you ought to be good enough for you and everybody else. Thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you. You're quite welcome. Anytime. I love you. I love you too. God bless you. Keep going. You're doing fine. And I'll be sending an email to all the rest of the stuff. All right. All right. Bye bye. Good night. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, for all of the rest of you that that applies to, you heard the word of the Lord. You know, you all that like to beat up on yourself and stomp on yourself, and I'm not good enough. You need to stop lying to yourself. That's one thing. You need to stop lying to yourself. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. That includes you, too. Amen. Praise the Lord. God has declared you good enough. So you're going to call him a liar? No, let God be true and every man the liar. Praise God. Area code 903, you're on the air now in Jesus' name. Yes, um, I need prayer. I had sent you an email, and I don't know if you've had time to look at it or not. I do have praise report, but I really need prayer for myself and my husband. Um, my husband went in, had a heart catheterization. Um, one artery was 100% blocked. They said it was too risky to fix. The other one was 90-something percent blocked, and they did a heart catheterization. I mean, a, a stent. And uh, he is just not doing well. And... Uh, then I went through all the process of the heart testing, and praise God, I did all the prayers that you told me to, to bind those mm-hmm. heart attacks in my family line. And Anyway, it's all in the email. Uh, nothing wrong. He said my heart was perfect, and he couldn't believe it, it was a 72-year-old woman's heart. And <laughs> my heart was mm-hmm. like a young person's heart. And I praise God for that. But uh, I've gotten hot three times in the last three weeks. And for several days, I got poor. I couldn't even think. It felt like it felt like the enemy had my mind, but it didn't know whether it was the enemy that had come against me or it's just because I had not put anything back in my brain. I'm feeling better today. 
mentally, but not physically. So I still don't feel okay. good. Okay. Let me tell you what you okay. do. Number one, okay. you ask the Holy Spirit, is this physical, is this spiritual, okay. or is this a combination? You don't have to sit there okay. and I don't know it. The spirit of truth okay. lives in you. You can ask a question okay. and get an answer. Okay. Well, I is did this physical? ask him. Is How did I ask spiritual? him? I asked him something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> or or is this a combination? Okay. And get an answer. And then ask him, <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? Yes. Well, I've been drinking water because I felt like the Holy Spirit told me to drink water. Good. Yes. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we're standing with all the members of Miracle Internet Church concerning their physical, total, and emotional healing in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the spiritual aspect of this. We bind the work of the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. We send it back where it came from. Yes. And as far as the physical aspect is concerned, by the stripes of Jesus, she has been healed. Has been. Already has been. Thank you. Stand your ground. Okay. (laughs) So you've taken some ground with the heart situation. Now, take some more ground. You help me. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Take and for my praying. husband. Yes, yes. Yep. He's going to have to learn how to do his own praying. Well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, I'm okay. serious. Because, see, okay. you've been trying to mm-hmm. pray for him, but that's not how this works. You have to pray okay. for yourself. If you've got a mouth, it can move. you got to do your own yes. praying. You can't just he lean on you all the time. You can't okay. be his lean to. He's got to learn to lean on Jesus for himself. As the old folks used to put it, you got to know him mm-hmm. for yourself. He can't yes. fly yes. on your apron strings his whole life. He's got to right. have a valid, yep. bona fide yep. experience with Jesus Christ himself. Okay. Okay. And I also He's wanted to, to get ask down you to business. Just like you learn okay. to get down to business with God, he's got to learn it too. Okay. And I also oh. need prayer for um, he has family members here to help him, and they don't live for the Lord. I mean, they're a lot of help, but they don't live with the Lord, so just pray over our house, pray, pray, pray. <laughs> Bind no. all the transference of their devils to him. Okay. Bind the transference of evil spirits. Bind their demons from coming into him. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You are such a blessing. You're welcome. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Love you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, 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 o
you know something? Sometimes, some of you don't put your hand up, and the Lord's wanting you to. You know you need to talk to him about that. Amen? Area code 407, you're on the air live in Jesus' name. Hello. Hello, Pastor. Yes. Hello. Yes. This is Clement. Uh-huh. This is, uh, thank you for accepting my call. And uh-huh. thank you for your wonderful work you're doing in the church. I sent a lot of people to you. I'm just out here leading them to the Lord's prayer and sending them to you. And thank you for all you did for me. I wish you could do a lot more for other people who scared to call because I sent a lot of them to you, but they scared to call. I tell them to call, but they don't want to. Tell them my situation and where I'm coming from. Now I'm doing better. Might not be working constantly, but I'm doing better. I thank you Praise so God. much for helping me. And as You're the Bible quite well. No man put his hand to the plow and take it off. I'll never take hands off. All right. Praise God. I'm glad to hear that. God bless you. God bless you. And thank you for sending people to us. I will always do that. Always. All right. Your ministry is the greatest in in this state of America. Thank you for what you're doing. You're welcome. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's see. Where are we, Lord? Oh, I know where we are. We're over here. (sighs) Okay. Praise the Lord. This is where we are. All right. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are so good. Amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. It's often the first question you're asked about your baby, posed before they're ever born, boy or girl. A growing number of parents, Many of them, though not all, queer or transgender, are choosing to leave the answer up to their child. This means waiting until the child is old enough to declare their own gender identity and often, but not always, using they and them pronouns until the child voices their own preference. The concept of gender self-determination isn't complicated, but navigating a gender-obsessed society rife with stereotypes isn't easy. Parents who have chosen this path believe it's worth weathering some discomfort to give their child access to the full spectrum of gender experience. 
This practice, sometimes known as gender-creative parenting, isn't about getting rid of pink and blue or restricting kids' options to shades of beige and gray that our culture hasn't coded male or female. It's about giving kids access to every color in the rainbow, so they say. When Arlo Dennis gave birth to their second child, Sparrow, six years ago, they and their parents, Dennis is a poly... Amorous, Dennis is in a polyamorous relationship. Mm-hmm. Decided not to announce the baby's sex and to use they and them pronouns for Sparrow. It was a choice they arrived at before Sparrow was even conceived. Very early on, it just kind of was an obvious conclusion for us. Dennis, a Florida resident, said, Dennis and their partners, Dennis and their partners, also have an older child, 12-year-old Hazel, who was identified as female at birth and addressed with she, her pronoun. But around age four, Hazel began to explore their own identity, gender, gender identity, and decided to change their pronouns. This prompted their parents to pursue a different path when handling the question of Sparrow's gender. Critics say that gender-creative parents are imposing their own agenda onto children. But Dennis and members of other families said that they are actually doing is freeing their kids from people's gendered expectations. It's the rest of the world. Kids on the playground, parents at school, teachers, a stranger in the grocery store, Dennis said. They all are going to have different interactions with a child based on an assumption of gender. This assumption can lead to differences in the way that people talk to children, such as calling a baby with a bow on its head pretty instead of handsome. There is even research showing that mothers interact physically in different ways with boy and girl babies, being more active physically with boys. If you use they, them pronouns for your child or let them wear clothing and play with toys that don't match their assigned sex, some adults may assume a gender for your child and then act accordingly. Others may be delighted or not to encounter a child who isn't adhering to all of the usual gender stereotypes. As a result, Dennis said that Sparrow is able to get a variety of experiences with other people and their gendered assumptions. This allows them to identify which kinds of interactions feel right for them, can make decisions, so they can make decisions. So they can make decisions about their own gender identity. The goal is not to isolate them and have a gender-free experience. It's to let them explore it all, Dennis said, adding that using they, them pronouns facilitates that for Sparrow. Dennis coined the term antigender to talk about the period before a child understands the concept of gender and can claim an identity. 
which usually happens around three. Now six, Pharaoh uses she-they pronouns, and their gendered experiences out in the world are a topic of conversation at home. For example, when Pharaoh commented that a child on the playground identified them as a girl and Dennis asked how it felt, Pharaoh responded that they went along with this gendering to get back to playing. They're so astute. They're so mature in their understanding of things, Dennis observed. Mm-hmm. Pharaoh's gender expansive views, however, aren't shared by others in their home state. To escape an increasingly hostile political environment and a slate of anti-trans bills found by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, the family plans to relocate to Maryland where Sparrow will have the option to talk at kindergarten about being non-binary or having trans parents. Iris and Tori Sanders are a couple raising their one-year-old child in a gender-creative way in Washington, D.C. One of their posts on Instagram, where they are documenting their story, list several responses they give when people ask about their child's gender. One they like to use with kids they write is, we don't know. They'll tell us who they are one day. Saunders said that they parent this way to give their child the autonomy that we didn't have as kids, giving them the whole world instead of half of it encouraging them to express themselves in ways that are not limited by the traditional social construct of gender. It's not getting rid of gender. It's giving them all of it. New York-based Rebecca and her parent, Alana, who run the Be Yourself bookshop, are another couple who identify as gender-creative parents. To them, This means educating young kids about gender diversity so they can grow up to be their most authentic self, said Rebecca, who asked for her full name to be withheld for privacy reasons. Their goal is to create a welcoming and affirming home environment so they would know there is no one way to be and who you are changes over time. And that's okay, she added. Parenting in this way has helped her realize how much gender expression is forced on kids at young ages. Dennis said that this is a load that they personally don't have to bear. See, a lot of people who haven't taken on this kind of philosophy carry a great burden of gender education, Dennis said. In contrast, they added, I'm able to just hand my kid any toy off the shelf that they think is cool. For parents who identify as trans, queer, or gender nonconforming, there can be a healing aspect to providing your own child something that you needed but didn't have. In both of our childhoods, we were told that we were and had to be one thing, the Saunders wrote. We did not want to make that decision for our child. We wanted to allow them the space to explore and tell us who they are instead of the other way around. Dennis sees gender-creative parenting 
as dovetailing with other parenting philosophies that really honor the autonomy and the personhood of children, which these days are often referred to as gentle parenting, like with giving children control over what and how much they are going to eat. Gender-creative parenting teaches kids to respect their own instincts and what feels true for them. With millennial parents and others, Dennis said, they see a lot of unpacking of trauma and a movement toward this idea that we all know ourselves best. It's so simple a principle, but I think it's really a valuable one, they continue. Free from the baggage of others' expectations, kids can pursue their own gender identity and a wide range of possible interests. Gender-creative parenting gives trans kids space to come out and can allow a boy to pursue ballet and cry when he is sad and a girl to excel in math, science, or sports. Well, they've been doing that anyway. Hand the reins over to your child and let them take the lead, wrote the Saunders. You will be so in awe of what you'll discover about them when gendered boundaries are taken down. If the idea of explaining your baby's pronouns to everyone you meet sounds exhausting or even unsafe, there are other ways to keep the spectrum of gender possibilities open for your child. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, Dennis said. If, for example, your mother-in-law insists on using a binary pronoun or you decide to use they, them at home but not at daycare, all is not lost. The goal is not militant perfection on pronouns, Dennis said. The goal is to let the kid be who they want to be, the Saunders concurred. There are plenty of folks out there who follow a gender-open concept while using gendered pronouns for their children, they wrote. Maybe you use they-them pronouns in one safe space, or you work on not automatically gendering new people you meet, so that they know you understand gender is not always a given. It's never too late to start, Rebecca said, allowing kids a multitude of choices for their own gender expression has a huge impact, she added. Teach safety and boundaries first, especially if you live in an unsafe area, but always have a place for them to be themselves. Exposure to people who challenge stereotypes or exist outside the gender binary is another important way to embrace this philosophy, according to Carolyn Carter, a psychologist who works with trans and gender nonconforming kids and the author of the children's book, Everybody is a Rainbow. Mm -hmm. This can happen via experiences within the gender-diverse communities where children can see and experience the many embodiments possible for gender, she said. Carter referred to images as a child's first language and underscored the importance of picture books for toddlers and preschoolers. She recommended the We Are Little Feminist series of board books about families and other topics as a good source of diverse images. Meanwhile, Rebecca recommended the title It Feels Good to Be Yourself, From the Stars in the Sky to the Fish in the Sea. And what are your words? 
Well, isn't that interesting? To help kids think about gender identity, another potential place to begin is allowing and encouraging your child to follow their preferences, even when they fall outside of the gender binary. Start allowing your kids to pick out their own clothes, hairstyle, toys, activities, and sports. In other words, don't parent. Wrote the Saunders. Introduce them to books and media with gender-diverse representation. Model exploration and breaking gender roles in your own home and family. Gender-creative parents will often be met with confusion and resistance, in addition to a volatile political climate. Gender-creative parenting is one of the most culturally counter-maneuvers a parent can make during one of the most gendered times in a child's life, Carter said. She suggested that parents seek out community that offers them the support they need to withstand these challenges. You need spaces where you feel a part of a majority, even in a small space, where your values are the dominant ones, she said. If you choose to parent in this way, it's not uncommon to have your own moments of doubt around whether you're doing the right thing. In her experience, Carter said, Families often experience this when they're at a place of fear, which, she added, completely makes sense, given that this feeling inevitably will come up when going against one of the strongest systems of cultural meaning, making in Western culture. This is where community plays a vital role, she explained. Understanding and empathy are the antidote for fear. Really? They literally help regulate our nervous system, she said. We need to be with others who have been in our shoes, whether you're confronted at the playground by a parent who thinks you shouldn't let your son wear a dress, or you're trying to draw boundaries with extended family who is allowed to change the baby's diaper to limit who knows what their genitals look like. Families facing similar challenges are best equipped to offer the support you need. Carter also recommended establishing a mindfulness practice to help you cope with these moments of stress. When parents experience interpersonal judgment or self-doubt, I encourage them to simply be mindful or aware of the feeling they are experiencing and not judge it, she said. Pausing and noticing the feeling creates a little space and takes away some of its power. Cultivating compassion is another way to deal with both your own discomfort and criticism from others. It reframes the other person's judgment as coming from a place of fear and misunderstanding. Uh, Labeling, Carter said. It can additionally be seen as their own inner judgment projected out. Example, people hurt people hurt people. Really? Seriously? While you are allowed to draw boundaries for your own family and under no obligation to educate everyone who questions your parenting, passion practice can promise for the times where there may be opportunities to lovingly build awareness in others, Carter said. Dennis sees this last point as critical. In addition to providing all options for toys and clothes, they said, parents should explore gender 
and they should model exploring gender. If you are cisgender, that's great. Still play with gender, play with identity, explore, ask questions. Queer parents aren't off the hook either. You still have to do intentional work to deconstruct, and you still have to do the work to make community, Dennis said. Rebecca explained that she sees her own discomfort as a sign that she's on the right track. Dismantling my millennial foundations of gender shouldn't feel comfortable. This is how we know we're creating change. Uh-huh. So we welcome the adjudications of the righteous judge. Amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the Department of Justice rules should change so that the FBI agents lose their jobs when they lie to misuse the government's spying powers in sensitive investigations. Special Counsel John Durham suggested to Congress. Durham, who recently released a report on his review of the FBI's handling of the 2016 Trump-Russia investigation, acknowledged that he found conduct that was wrong or probably criminal, but would have been difficult to prosecute in a court of law. The real difficulty, in my view, is trying to figure out how to hold people accountable for their conduct. It's not a simple problem to solve, he said, testifying to the House Judiciary Committee on June 21st. His report documented extensive misconduct, including repeated use of false, debunked, and unverified information, dismissing exculpatory exculpatory information, failure to interview key witnesses, all pushing forward an investigation of supposed collusion between Russia and the presidential campaign of Donald Trump. The misconduct, among other ills, resulted in illegal surveillance of Trump campaign aide Carter Page and using up U.S. uh, taxpayer money to do so. The FBI snooped through Page's electronic communications based on a FISA warrant prepared using fabricated allegations pushed into the FBI by operatives financed by the campaign of Trump's opponent, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. They were identified, documented, significant failures of a highly sensitive, unique investigation that was undertaken by the FBI. So Hillary Clinton manipulates the FBI at will. Ma, Durham testified. I think the investigation clearly reveals that decisions that were made were in one direction. If there was something that was inconsistent with the notion that Trump was involved in a well-coordinated conspiracy with the Russians and whatnot, that information was largely discarded or ignored, and I think, unfortunately, that that's what the facts bear out. Yet, as both Republicans and Democrats on the committee pointed out, Durham didn't pursue charges against the main actors in the Russia investigation, codenamed Crossfire Hurricane. When questioned on that point, Durham said that he was following the DOJ guidelines that say a prosecutor 
should only bring charges if he's confident he could prove them beyond reasonable doubt, secure a conviction on trial, and have it upheld on appeal. There's conduct that's probably criminal, but you couldn't prove it. And that's true here. It appears in other instances as well. He said Representative Cliff Benz drilled down on that point. You well may have found, and it sounds like you did, troubling violations of law and policy, which perhaps would not lead to and did not, of course, to convictions. But it doesn't make it any less wrong when we have our law enforcement agencies engage in this kind of conduct, and I think that's why you are calling it, you called it troubling. Do I have that right? You have that right, Durham replied. There's, an, there's obviously things going wrong that we can't convict people for, Ben's continued later, or at least it doesn't rise to the level that will warrant that approach. What should we be doing? Durham suggested new accountability rules for investigations categorized as special investigative matters, such as those involving a political campaign. Maybe it's come time where if an agent is going to sign a FISA application in a sensitive investigative matter, that they not only understand that they're signing under the penalties of perjury, but if the Bureau determines that they intentionally misstated anything, that their employment will be terminated, he said. When somebody signs an affidavit, swears to something before a judicial officer, that is untrue. There are criminal penalties, but there sure as heck ought to be other penalties as well. As for his own career as a federal prosecutor, Durham suggested he would have sought accountability if he saw FBI agents acting like they did during crossfire hurricanes. There ought to be repercussions. If that ever happened in connection with an agent that I was working with and I knew about it, the first thing would be to report it to the court and probably second would be to report it to their superiors. The third thing would be to ensure that the agent never worked with me again, he said. Durham, who, re, who resigned from the DOJ in February 2021, concluded the six-hour hearing by saying, I don't think that things can go too much further with the view that law enforcement, particularly the FBI or the Department of Justice, runs a two-tiered system of justice. The nation cannot stand under those circumstances. We're thanking the righteous judge for his adjudications. And we're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. The Estonian parliament has passed a law that will allow same-sex couples to officially get married. Prime Minister Kajakalis announced on Tuesday, the move makes the Baltic state the first ex-Soviet republic to permit such marital unions. The bill, which is an amendment to Estonia's family law, was supported by 55 of 101 deputies, while 34 vetoed against it, according to Estonic public broadcaster ERR. Everyone should have the opportunity to marry the person they love and want to connect their lives with. With this decision, we finally confirm our belonging to the Nordic countries and other democratic states in which this right is already guaranteed, he said, ahead of the vote. 
I'm proud of my country. We're building a society where everyone's rights are respected and people can love freely, she wrote on Twitter after the bill passed. Since 2014, Estonia has only allowed same-sex civil unions, which did not provide the same adoption rights and parental recognition that comes with marriage. Under the new legislation, homosexual couples will now be able to legally adopt children, thought children, that's the wrong word, the bill specifies, Mm -hmm. that they cannot have more than two parents. Mm. That's interesting. Aside from getting married, gay couples will also be able to register cohabitation, shacking up, which gives people living together the right to make decisions on behalf of the other and receive benefits. The bill will come into effect on January 1, 2024. Estonia is the 15th member of the EU to officially recognize same-sex marriage and allow such couples to adopt children. While homosexual activity is legalized across the entire the entire territory of the bloc, there are still a number of countries such as Hungary, Hungary, Lithuania, and Poland that hold constitutional bans on legally recognizing same-sex unions. Meanwhile, lawmakers in Kiev, which has repeatedly expressed its desire to join the EU, have also been fighting to legalize same-sex marriages in the country. In March, Ukraine's former deputy culture minister submitted a bill on gay relationships to the country's parliament, arguing that it would be that it would both reward the service of LGBTQ soldiers and please Kiev's foreign backers. Foreign backers? Hmm. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has also noted that Ukraine is moving towards European standards and has stated that the Justice Ministry was working on enacting laws supporting same-sex civil partnerships in the country. And we welcome the adjudications of the righteous judge. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the Supreme Court rule 8-1 to 1 on June 23rd that Texas, Texas and Louisiana lack the legal standing needed to challenge the Biden administration's 2021 decision to focus its deportation efforts on individuals deemed to be a threat to public safety. Texas and Louisiana sued the Biden administration over a policy announced in a September 30, 2021 memorandum by Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas that claims it is impossible to remove the estimated 11 million illegal aliens present in the United States. With God, all things are possible. Mayorkas has been heavily criticized by Republicans for his alleged lax approach to immigration enforcement. Some Republicans want to impeach him for his dereliction of duty. The states argued that the federal government is illegally refusing to enforce the nation's immigration laws by prioritizing only certain enforcement categories at the expense of others. They say the Federal Immigration and Nationality Act requires that specific criminal aliens, such as aggravated felons, have to be detained upon release from criminal custody pending a decision on whether to remove them from the country. The law also requires that aliens subject to final orders of removal must be detained pending their removal. 
But instead of adhering to the NIA's mandates, the Biden administration said in a memorandum that it would embark on a case-by-case determinations instead, which the states say leaves the door open for violent criminals to return to the nation's streets. The majority opinion in this case, United States versus Texas, was written by Justice Brett Kavanaugh. The sole dissenting opinion was filed by Justice Samuel Alito. Keeping our citizens safe is one of the most fundamental duties of government, perhaps even the most fundamental. The Biden administration has tried to ignore that duty, but we're fighting every single day to remind them. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton said on November 29, 2022, the day the case was heard by the court. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such, and we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Obama. President Obama is reportedly keeping tabs on the Democratic Party's rising stars. According to news reports, the former president held a series of group chats over the spring. The former president is trying to balance his role without overshadowing Biden. Former President Barack Obama privately met with Alexander, with AOC and other House Democrats, a sign that while Obama stays largely quiet about day-to-day political matters, he continues to closely follow what's going on and dip his nose in the wrong place. According to news reports, Obama has recently hosted a series of informal but lengthy private meetings with groups of next-generation House Democrats. The private chats have featured lawmakers from across the political spectrum, ranging from uh, Ms. Cortez to Mickey Sherrill of New Jersey and Haley Stevens of Michigan. One of the topics of dinner conversation per Martin was how Democrats can avoid coming off as elitist. In response, Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro's push to remove college degree requirements was discussed, along with freshman Representative Marie Glusenkamp Perez's portrayal of her background as a millennial auto shop owner. Obama initiated the idea himself, according to Politico, as a way to continue to build ties with his party's younger leaders. House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries also attended one of the larger gatherings. Obama's calendar hints at the difficulty that former presidents often face. Martin reports that Obama wants to be differential to President Joe Biden, his former vice president, but one of the attendees of the private gatherings points out that Obama could help his party with a larger public presence. Before the 2022 midterms, Obama returned to the campaign trail, where he tore into Republican Party, the Republican Party and Trump. It is likely that Obama will eventually take on a high. And not only that, he wrote a book about himself and had it published in a very timely manner. Yeah, he sure did. I'll let you figure that out. High-profile role as the 2024 campaign heats up. It remains to be seen if his presence will be comparable to former President Bill Clinton in 2012, as President Obama dubbed Clinton Secretary of Explaining Stuff for his campaign trail appearance. So there. 
That's the latest thing. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have your eye on everybody and everything. And you don't miss anything. Amen. Amen. Brother Marshall, I hope this is you. Amen. Mm-hmm. Brother Marshall. Okay, maybe that's not you. Maybe this is you. Hello? Hello, there you are. We're ready to pray. Okay. Yes, that's you. Um, wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) It isn't so ridiculous. It doesn't have such terrible ramifications. It would be just hilarious. But it's not hilarious. Father, we know there's a little problem going on. It's it's a we don't know the root causes of it, but you know everything. And you said these things would happen in in the last days. In fact, I think Brother Bill posted a thing from Second Timothy. This knows in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be boast, lovers of their own selves, covetous boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Well, some people have parents that. Are they really fit to be parents? I don't know. Father, you know what's going on. There's truth, and then there are lies. And, Father, Jesus made it abundantly clear. Where is that? Over here in John 18, when he was talking to uh, Pilate, I guess it was, before he was uh, taking our place on the cross. And um, Pilate was quite surprised. Uh, about Jesus' response. And he said, yes, yes, he he said he does have a kingdom. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, in John 18, 36, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now, at that time, but now is my kingdom not from hence. But he's now, he's king of all, he's Lord of all. Pilate therefore said unto him, art thou a king then? And Jesus answered in verse 37, Sayest thou this thing, say, thou sayest that I am his king, and to this end was I born, for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone is of the everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Well obviously, Father, that's the root problem, in some degree anyway, as people have turned their ears away from the truth. They'd rather listen to who was the other one called the father of lies. That's another name for Lucifer or Satan or those that, that, that worship the evil one. But we know that there's a coming of time. Yes, we're going to, there's going to be a great catching away. Yes, we will meet the Lord in the air. Some of us may leave our earthly bodies before others. We don't know the timing. Jesus doesn't, as Pastor Sabrina pointed out, Jesus doesn't even know the time. And it talks about that over in, in uh, Mark, 13, Mark 13. Only the Father knows. But it is also pointed out in your word that um, in the last verse of Psalm 96, before the Lord, for he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, he shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. This is not a, well, I feel like I'm a dog today, or I feel like I'm a whatever gender, pick a gender. Father, we've heard so many different things, and we know how important um, some of these symbolisms are. 
even as Pastor Sabrina said, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. We thank you for your standard, Lord, the power of the cross. Because we know with Imajima that there was a, a symbol of them planting American flag. There was a symbol of people planting American flags, presumably, on would that really happen or not, and maybe just a psyop, on the moon. I'm sorry if that offends anyone, but some people genuinely think that that's questionable, that that actually really happened. But anyway, because planting a flag means taking territory or claiming it for a different, different nation or a different group. Father God, and so what is this flag that they're planting? There's some people who are veterans who go into different wars, presumably to defend freedom, to presumably to defend the so-called uh, right to be able to, to self-determination, democracy, and maybe even a, a true uh, a, a conviction in their heart, Father God. They were doing what was right. Many people have joined the military to defend their nation. That's commendable if they actually want to defend the land where they grew up, whether it be in any nation, whatever nation, because we need to have protection. We need to have safety. We need to have... But, Father God, you know exactly what's going on with all these things. And you know the devil, you know who he is very, very clearly, the father of lies. He's out there. He started all this thing with the the COVID business. Maybe it was long before that, actually. But that certainly helped rush it along. Maybe these uh, jabs, some people call them vaccines, maybe they've accentuated it because some people say there's some components in the jabs that mm, maybe can be controlled from without a person's body. But we know our main problem is from within. For from within, out of the heart of man proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, wicked all these wicked things come from within, it says in um, several places, in Mark and in, and in Matthew. I think it's Mark chapter 7, around verse 15, around verse 21. For from within, out of the heart of man, proceed evil thoughts. But they can also get some evil thoughts from, from without. Some of them go to schools to be taught things. They're supposed to be taught the truth. But some schools, I, even when I went to college, it wasn't all that many years ago. For some of you, it may seem like ages ago, in the 1970s or whatever. I thought they were trying to teach us what was true, even in the science realm. But it turns out it was their theories, their presumptions. And I swallowed a lot of it hook, line, and sinker, sinker initially. There was a big bang. Well, yeah, God did speak, and it was really, maybe it was a big bang. He did speak. But God created everything through Jesus Christ, it says in Ephesians 3, 9. And without him was not anything made that was made. And you talk about the beginning of the Gospel of John, the beginning of Hebrews, and he doesn't make any junk. And he knows what he made, and he, he, he's not going to forsake the work of his own hands. He doesn't make any junk. He's the potter, we're the clay. And why, is the, why are these clay pots trying to tell the potter, hey, you didn't make me right? Oh, are they listening to lies? We bind that spirit, speaking to people's hearts and minds, even to some of the saints, and I've been definitely one of them, that listen to the lies. We bind that spirit of deception and lying and mind control. Satan, you the mind blinder are bound, coming against all these people, trying to force the rainbow flag, trying to cram it down people's uh, into, their, into their psyche, into their agenda. We bind every spirit of lying and deception. 
And I heard that if you take three rainbow flags and you take the purple part of it and you overlap them, it turns into a swastika. Oh, just a coincidence, perhaps. Maybe that's not true. I don't know. I've never tried it. I haven't gone out to buy a rainbow flag. But, Father, we know what they've done. They're trying to say, see, you can't harm us. You can't flood us anymore because you made the promise. You can't flood the earth anymore. Oh, but he's going to send a fire. He's going to judge the earth by fire. He's going to purge the earth by fire. That's why when we were all crucified with Christ, Father Abraham didn't lie. He spoke as a prophet that God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And Jesus hung on that tree for each and every one of us. He took the wrath of the Most High God because God is angry with the wicked every day. I think it says, just like little 7-Eleven convenience stores, it's, Psalm 7, verse 11, if I remember correctly. But he is very, very angry with the wicked. He loves every human being, but he knows what's in man. He knows what's in these people, and he knows the agenda behind it. What is that agenda? Is it the same agenda when Moses had to be put in the little basket on the Nile because they wanted to get rid of the Jewish baby boys? The same agenda when they they went in to kill all the boys two and under in Bethlehem, because Herod heard this thing. Well, there's this new king of Israel coming. I got to get rid of him. I can't have any competition. But Father, you spoke to Joseph, and Joseph heard you in the dream, and you speaking to your people today. And we think of that word that we just heard, Lord, that that you your children hear your voice. That Jesus speaks to his children, and he said, that I should, and, and what was that? It was in John 18:37 that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. So, Lord, you can't lie. Help us to tune our hearing. Tune off CNN and even some of the alternative news media that maybe gets us focused on other stuff because the devil's busy, busy, busy. All kinds of things, this and that and the other thing. And only one thing is needful, that we do what, but Martha's little sister, Mary, just sat at Jesus' feet. She gazed up into his eyes and listened to him. Even as Father God told the people after the transfiguration, not only in Matthew, but in, I think it's Mark 9. Is that what it is, Lord? Mark 9, 7. said, This is my beloved son. Hear him. Well, how can we hear him? I don't have his audible voice. Some people hear the still small voice. Some people have heard the audible voice, but some people can open up a King James Version of the Bible and find the red letters, even any part of the Bible, and read it out loud. So, Father, we thank you. Someday there's going to be a serious, serious opportunity for people to repent. There's going to be a great shaking, Father God. That which can be shaken will be shaken. Maybe in the second heaven where Satan and his demons are trying to hang out. And, and even on earth where some of them are already hanging out, more obvious now than ever before. And political realms and all that. And all the stuff behind pedophilia is coming to light. And all the stuff Pat Holiday talked about years and years ago about Pizzagate. And what, what are they doing with human bodies? Human baby bodies? What? They're not just killing babies to get rid of them. They're killing to send their, sell their body parts. They're selling them to eat them. They're selling them to drink their blood. They're selling them to make... Father God, you know what's going on. It's the same nonsense that went on when Alex Jones went to Bohemian Grove to say, well, it, they're doing a mock sacrifice of babies to an owl. 
who's supposed to represent what? A demon? But you said we're not supposed to have any other gods before you. But that's all this boils down with is multiple, multiple false gods. Did the god people worship? Make them or did they make their god? Even though I was riding an airplane rod, then coming back from Jacksonville once, and there was a lady who was a Hindu, and she talks about making their gods, you know, all the multiple arms and everything, little statues. So how can you make your own god? Father, we ask you to deliver all these people from the spirit of insanity in Jesus' name. People bowing down to a stock of a tree in Jesus' name. People thinking that they can make their own determination. Well, I'm going to make my own rules. I'm going to get to go to my heaven the way I want. Father, you've not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind. We bind every spirit of insanity. Stay in your bound, everyone. If you're under your bound, coming against all these different issues, we ask for your intervention, adjudication, every one of these areas, Father, in Jesus' name. And we thank you for giving Jesus all power in heaven and earth to judge the earth, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we ask for your intervention, adjudication, every single one of these areas, Father God, where the, the children are being confused and groomed and prepared to be used as sex slaves. Kind of about that. Uh, we think of that. I don't remember the name, but there's a new movie coming out July 4th that the people have had it made for five years, and they were seriously resisted, trying to bring it to light, bring it to light. What's really going on with not just the United States, every nation practically, maybe, I don't know, some nations, maybe it's not quite as prevalent. Father God, but they, the children are being used as sex slaves, being used to, to, to make, make people lots and lots of funny money in Jesus' name. Father, we ask you to deliver all the children. You said you don't want one of these little ones to perish. And you said, if two of you on earth agree, such anything you ask, it shall be done, my Father, which is in heaven. You said, call upon the name of the Lord, and you'll be delivered. Call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. You'll be sozo. Saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole. Especially for all the descendants of every believer. You're faithful, we promise, Father God, even to a thousand generations. People who prayed and fasted, Father God, many generations ago, Father God, in Jesus' name. It's in It's in Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know, know therefore that the Lord God, He is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love Him and keep His commandments to a thousand generations. Father God, how about pagan Christine Smith's great uh, grand was a nephew, Donald Trump? They brought they helped by prayer and intercession, Father God, and perhaps fasting. I don't remember that part of it, but they definitely prayed a lot, Father God, and they were seeking you with all their hearts, Father God. Many people all over the earth are seeking you because things have gotten darker outside. But you said, maybe you didn't say, but I. It says when it gets dark outside, that's when the light starts to shine. Let this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. We're supposed to be the light of the world. And how do we let it shine? By walking in peace. And everybody else are biting their nails and saying, oh, the Russians are rattling the sabers. And, and the people, and the, the demented people, the, the whatever, psychopathic, psychopathic uh, Manchurian candidates, and all the rest of them are, are saying, oh, we're going we're gonna to kill, steal, and destroy Satan, you're bound. Every one of your spirits are bound. Every one of your underlings are bound. In the name above all names, in the name of the Lord Jesus, who has all power in heaven and earth by the power of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. All benefits of Psalm 91 over all the saints, all that's coming into the body of Christ, including all the descendants of every believer, even the backsliders. Father God, we ask you to deliver all those backsliders, those that have been mesmerized 
by Cuttable Death. Anything and everything they've been listening to, listening to, whether it be music, whether it be computer games, whether it be television, whether it be cute little soap operas, whether it be movies, and whether it be music from, well, that, move, that, that music is safe. That was Frank Sinatra way back all those many years ago. Uh, was he holy and pure? I don't know. Father God, you're the only one who knows everyone's heart. I don't know Donald Trump's heart. If the real Biden, I don't even know if he's all around. The real Biden, Father God, you. you're the only one who knows his heart, Father God. And you're the one who looks at the hearts, Father, in Jesus' name. And we ask for your intervention and adjudication for each and every one of these situations, Father God. You said in, where is that, First Samuel 16, 7, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And you confirmed that in several other places, Father God, including, where is that other one? That is several other ones, actually. In First uh, Kings 8. <laughs> first, first Kings 8.39. For even thou, thou only knowest the hearts of all the children of men. But we heard in your word, Father God, I mean, I've quoted part of it from Mark um, 7, 21. The heart of man is desperately wicked. It also says in, in uh, Jeremiah, but it says that out of the heart of man proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication. We bind everyone in the spirits of adultery, fornication, mammon. Every unclean spirit are bound in Jesus' name because of the blood of covenant. And we bring them before your throne, Lord Jesus, to be judged in your time. We bring them before the throne of grace in a timely manner, Father God. We ask for your help, Father God. Your arm's not too short to save. We thank you for your arm. You rescued the people of, out of Egypt, Father God, by that, by that arm, by the, your mighty breath. You blew upon the waters, Father God. What happened to Pharaoh's, uh, Pharaoh's chariots and his mighty horsemen, the greatest army that was on the earth at the time? They sank like lead in the mighty waters. They were drowned. They used to worship the, 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 the river gods or whatever it was, the, the marine spirits in the Nile. But there, the Red Sea swallowed them up. We think of the Red Sea, saw the red cut up with wrath of God coming upon all those that have been made Satan their king. Marvel not at this. The hour is coming that says in John chapter 5, 28, Jesus speaking, in which all that are in that grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good, following God's law and his directions, unto the resurrection of life. And they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Father God, those that can repent. We pray for those who despitefully use us. But people, Father God, who are grooming children, people that are selling babies, selling body parts, selling human beings, whether they're 5-year-olds, whether they're younger, older, 12-year-olds, for sex, for perversion, for drawing their blood, for adenochrome, trying to scare them so they can have a fake uh, whatever it is. Father God, we ask you to deliver the, the children, especially the children, but all those that can repent, Father God, and those that are trying to fulfill <coughs> their Come oath of office, whether it be in the in the police or in the military, any other area, even in the FBI. <coughs> there have been many whistleblowers that have come forth. We ask you to bring many more forth, Father God. Send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction. Cause those people to say, wait a minute, I can't follow my super, super, supervisor. This person's serving a, a different God. He doesn't care about human beings. Why? Because maybe they can't. Their minds are totally corrupted. Father God, we ask you to deliver 
everyone from every spirit of confusion and corruption, but we speak confusion, division, and enemies, every witchcraft curse, and against every one of us, we're eternally assembled in the heads of the demons, heads of the spirits, sent them to do to those spirits that intend to do us, render to our neighbors, assembled into their bosom, their reproach with their reproach to the O Lord, in Jesus' name. And we speak yeah. confusion, division, and enemies, camp, in Jesus' name. We speak blindness to us, enemies, mutinous to us, enemies, may only hear what Jesus wants them to hear pertaining to each and every one of us concerning every one of these areas. That Pastor Sabrina has read through what want your adjudication for, Father, in Jesus' name, including what they're doing, and not just in this nation, Father God, even in Estonia now. My goodness, Father God, cut it out. Who, who is our goodness? Only God is good. How do we become righteous? Oh, when we die daily. Die to trying to save our own lives. Die to murmuring and complaining. Die to hating ourselves. That's just another open door. We have to love God, self, and others. But we can't possibly do it without the Holy Ghost. So we ask you to pour forth of your spirit. As you promised, Father, you said in the last days I'll pour forth of my spirit upon all flesh. And we thank you for doing so, Father God. For all these people who claim to be parents, some of them have multiple parents, and not just a, a man and a woman, or a pretend man, a pretend woman, or whatever, but some of them have multiple partners, and they're trying to raise children, Father God. You can change those people, Father God. You changed that man that came to Pat Holiday in the ministry, Father God, years ago when he was planning to uh, have his uh, genitalia altered and all the rest of it. And he came back to, after he went through deliverance and repentance, Father God, in the, in the past, you had to kill the witches. But now we have a new way, a better way. It's called repentance and deliverance. It's wonderful because God does it by his spirit. You, we bind the dumb and deaf spirits and every one of those spirits called an epilepsy and every other ungodly spirit of insanity and mind blindness spirit. Satan, you're bound, all your underlings are bound, trying to affect those that want to run away from Florida to hide in Maryland because they're going to find the acceptance in Maryland. Father God, deliver the people in all the northeastern states, United States, from going along to get along. And help people learn, to, as Pastor Sabine alluded to earlier in the sermon, in the, in the worship service, to actually stand up for the truth, Father God, because there's some people who are getting really, really, not just a little bit upset when they actually find out when this movie comes out about what's really going on with it, what's really going on, what they're doing with the children, how the little five-year-old boy wants to rescue his five-year-old sister or whatever they were from, from being sold as sex slaves, Father God, and what's going on. When people find out, Father God, some people are, some people have been molested as children themselves. Some people have been delivered themselves. Some people are going to say, wait a minute, this is really demented and sick. In fact, it's not just a little bit evil. It's actually a manifestation of Satan's kingdom coming to steal, kill, and destroy. Because what did he do against the children before? Did he try to kill all those other babies before? He's doing the same thing. His game plan hasn't changed. He's maybe knocked, kicked it up a notch with, with uh, trying to put uh, chemicals into people with these uh, necessary vaccines to protect your child's health, which, of course, turns out to be a bioweapon. But a lot of people, even people connected related to this ministry, their family members might still think, oh, it wasn't that bad. It was, it was a good idea. Father God, help people not to rely on that going to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but run to the tree of life instead, <laughs> looking into his eyes. Jesus is that life. He's the, he hung on that tree so we can look into his face because he took our cup of cursing. For Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Father God, have many, 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 many more to receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And you called Father Abraham as the father of, of, of the faith. 
your friend. When did you call him your friend? Right after he, what, met Melchizedek with bread and wine. And we thank you for that over there in Genesis 14, 18. And we thank you, Father God. You're no respecter of persons. What you've done for one, you'll do for another. Drawing multitudes, because nobody comes, Lord Jesus, save you, draw them. Thank you. You, you came to call the, the sinners to repentance, Father God. What was that? In uh, several places, in, in, in Matthew uh, as well. <coughs> Even Sabrina read tonight. Pastor Sabrina, we thank you for that, Father. Help people to actually be willing to listen to your word. It said when your judgments are on the earth, people will learn righteousness because it's coming fast. Oh, it's coming so fast. Maybe when the money's changed, maybe when there's more saber rattling, people are going to say, wait a minute, I can't depend on my bank. I can't depend on, on the police to come when I dial 911. Because who's controlling 911? <laughs> it's not just a, 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 a wonderful government who loves us all. It's the same government who's allowing the people to flood across the southern border. The same government that shipped all the munitions and everything over to Ukraine because how much is left here. So, Father God, we can't depend on natural things to save us, our, our, our sword or our machete or whatever people want, or their, their little rifle, their pop gun. Father God, no, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pulling down the strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing to captivity every thought to be in Christ, which we continually, continually do for each of us and those any of us can stand in for. We bring every thought captive and subject to the complete obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ and Nazareth, who actually does love us perfectly. That's why he hung on the tree. And Father God loves us perfectly. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins, to be the substitute and sacrifice for our sins if we just look to him. And then what? Then we're his friend, just like Father Abraham. And if we're a friend of God, we don't have to beat up on ourselves. We can say, oh, if God be for me, who can be against me? I don't have to worry about what's going on. I just need to reach out to the, those who are willing to hear and say, hey, have you heard the good news? Jesus loves you. Who's Jesus? Father God, people don't know the living God. They don't know his son. And Father God commanded us to believe on the name of his son and love one another as he loved us. That's a command. It's not a suggestion. So a lot of people look at the Ten Commandments as God's Ten Suggestions. And he says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me, not the God of self, not the God of ignoring the Bible, where it says God created the male and female, not, not the, all that nonsense, Father God. We ask you to deliver us from the spirit of nonsense, the spirit of seeking to kill, still and destroy, especially coming against the children. Deliver all the children. Deliver all the children. He said, If two of you on earth agree to anything, we ask you, It shall be done to my Father, which is in heaven. We come boldly before your throne of grace in time of need with a big brother Jesus. That's the only way we can come because of the blood of coming. Here the corn, the wine, and the oil. Thank you for the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. It says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they really don't know what they're doing. Their minds are blinded. Father God, though many, many people, these people that are... Thank you. 